Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out at the French Open for a chance to win a Grand Slam title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. See the action unfold as legends fight for glory and new rivalries emerge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th, with match replays on demand so you never miss a moment. From the first serve to the final point, Roland Garros promises unforgettable moments and new chapters in tennis history. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. We've created a free self-care checklist and it's ready for you to download today. On the checklist, you'll find 50 brand new ideas to practice self-care. And it's not just bubble baths. Download the free checklist today and be reminded of the importance of practicing self-care. Head to the merrymakersisters.com forward slash self-care. All right, let's get into the episode. Welcome to episode 328 on the Get Married podcast. And of course, we are so excited to be here with you today. We've just finished a full day of filming for Mary Body classes, which is always fun and tiring, I must say. But yes, so good. But here we are. We're energized to do our podcast episode. And I guess this episode is definitely influenced from social media, uh, something we shared. Just kind of like, you know, you know, when you share something and it's just like, oh, I really agree with that. I'm going to share that. Boom, share it. Don't think about it again. And then you go back and, oh, there's 500 <laughs> comments or whatever, 500 likes and 200 comments. And like, damn. half of them are, are in agreement and half of them are like saying, no, you're wrong and uh, disputing our opinion, which is fine. Okay. We're all allowed to have our own opinions, right? Yes. So we actually shared a post from Alex Light. So we'll pop a link to her Instagram in the show notes. If you want to go and follow her, I think she's a great Instagram account to follow uh, regarding, I guess, body image and diet culture. She definitely um, has great opinions in my opinion. (laughs) And also I think great commentary on what's going on in the world at the moment as well. So yeah, we shared the photo of Kim Kardashian in the dress at the Met Gala and the dress was Marilyn Monroe's dress, the one that she wore when she sung happy birthday to JFK. Uh, And Alex wrote this about the dress and I guess what occurred prior to wearing the dress. Listening to Kim Kardashian boast about losing six pounds to fit into her Met Gala dress by eating tomatoes, it turned my stomach. She can do whatever she wants to her body, but talking openly and proudly about her disordered relationship with food and weight is so damaging. I just went out, it was 16 pounds, I think. Didn't I say that? I thought you said six. I said six. Oh, okay. Well, maybe (laughs) dyslexic at the moment. Uh, She went on to say, I try not to give the Kardashians too much stick for all their damaging body image behaviors because they are, at the end of the day, products of their own environment, just like me and you. But at some point, they have to realize what they're doing, right? Kim cannot, in 2022, believe that she can just boast about dropping a huge amount of weight in a matter of weeks by eating only tomatoes and wearing sauna suits because she wanted to fit in a dress and think that there will be no impact on others? Surely. Maybe she genuinely doesn't realize, but it has to be called out. If a dress doesn't fit you, either get it altered so it does or get a new dress. No dress is worth starving yourself for and compromising your relationship with food. 
Also, that is an incredibly unhealthy amount of weight to lose in such a short period of time. Please don't ever strive for that. It's not good for you physically or mentally. Let's be fed and let's be happy and recognize this stuff for what it is, toxic and disordered messaging. See, I read, listen to that and I'm in a, a complete agreeance. I mean, like, you know, even the fact that it's like she's saying, do what you want with your body, but know that what you say especially Kim Kardashian, has so much weight behind it. It's like not something to just throw out lightly. Like Kim knows. All these people with great influence know. They say one thing and then hundreds of thousands of people will go and follow her. Mm. Like how many young girls have gone to their mums or gone to the shops and been like, okay, I'm ordering two kilos of tomatoes and literally taken that as gospel. And even that probably wasn't even true. Like she probably said it like as a joke. Okay, probably she went on a on a calorie restricted, low carb, something or rather, no sugar diet still a diet, right? Still uh, very restrictive, still unhealthy, but maybe not so as unhealthy as just tomatoes. But people would have taken her advice as literal, this is a diet and I'm going to look like Kim Kardashian. This is her power. This is her influence. This is why she earns so much money. This is why she's wearing the freaking dress in the first place Mm. because she has influence. She gets attention. Yeah, I think that it's important, like that messaging, it's important to note. Yeah, like Alex said, and we agree, like do what you want with your body. But the most important thing here is the responsibility that comes with what you share. And we talked about this in our podcast episode with Miriam, who's a clinical psychologist, and it was regarding before and after transformations and the, I guess, negative impact that can have on people and um, the sharing of them on social media. And we got to this point about like people being proud of them and yes, they can be proud of them, but also they have to realize that the sharing of this content, there is a level of responsibility. And as your, I guess, followers and and knownness, it's not a word, but how many people know you in the world, as that grows, your influence grows and therefore your responsibility grows as well. You have to be more careful about what you share. You have to really, you should be thinking about what you say because people are listening, people are watching and they are following to a T. Well, and I think, um, you know, what she says as well that, you know, she, Kim is a product of the the world she's in, right? Same with all of us. Okay. I mean, we can really relate here. Carla, your first diet was when you were 11. I mean, I started throwing up after I was eating. I had bulimia from ages 17 to like 23 or whenever it was I stopped. Uh, like this is not, this is not healthy. Uh, this is not safe. But this kind of behavior is almost normalized or it's kind of uh, glorified in a way too because the result is that you get skinnier. And this is what this world is saying. Beauty equals skinniness, thinness. Get thinner, you'll be beautiful, you'll get more famous or whatever it is that's kind of like uh, imprinted in society. And this is what we want to do. We want to not spread that message. Mm. We no longer want to be a part of it. We realize that even when we were sharing about paleo and the dieting that we were still on, it was still part of diet culture because we were so so consumed by it. And I guess that's where we can kind of, I'm like, I'm empathizing with Kim here. Yeah, because, yeah. Because, you know, we, we create we created that and in our minds and in our hearts like deep down to my core i believed that we were not part of that even when we went on sbs insight and they called us out for being you know te- 
warfare influencing eating disorders. I couldn't believe that somebody thought that about us. I couldn't even fathom it. I was like, how on earth can you look at our content and be inspired in that way? And then I realized, oh my gosh. I mean, it took a while. It took me, it took us over a year to realize like completely. We were a part of that and we didn't want to be a part of that. And so therefore we made a change. So maybe let's or let's let's maybe give Kim the benefit of the doubt. Maybe she doesn't realize that. But we can all decide to not follow what she says and not listen to, I guess, what she's doing. Because some of the comments on the post that we shared was like, we've all done this before. We've all tried to lose weight before a wedding or a special occasion. This is fine. And this is where we question it back. Is it? Like, I don't want to fight the comment, like, because I agree. I've done that too. For my best friend's wedding, when I was 21, I was maid of honor and I bought the size down of the bridesmaid dress because I was like, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to fit into this dress. And it was a 12-week calorie deficit deficient diet, deficit, deficit diet with double workouts. Emma joined in as well. We got super skinny and I fit into the dress and I felt like crap. You know what happened? The next week I put on a bunch of weight and I felt even worse about myself. Yeah. See, you see, I that this is the problem. Like that, that comment there, that is the problem. Like it's normalizing that this is okay. This is okay to use the week before to go on this crazy starvation diet. We've all done it. We've all done it. It's fine. But you see, it's not normal. It's just common. There's a difference between common and normal. There's nothing normal about that. There's nothing healthy about that in your mind, in your heart and physical. It actually leads to so many more, so many physical uh, health issues. I mean, that diet led us to have, oh, wait, our periods went missing. Mine went missing for two years after that. So that's the ramifications. It took me two years of slowly building back more nutritious and healthy eating. And enough food. And enough food to get my period back. And what does it mean when we lose our periods? Our bodies are literally saying you are not healthy enough to hold a child, to raise a child, to, to, to build a baby. To build a baby. <laughs> like you are not healthy to do what, you know, women are like here to do. Yeah. One of the things, you know, I'm not I'm not saying that's all we're here to do. Hey, I'm 35 and don't, 34 and don't have kids. We like, do not believe that. <laughs> women are not really here. I don't have children. <laughs> but you know what I'm trying to, all I'm trying to say is that it's not like I was, I was not healthy. That's yes. what I'm trying to spit yeah. out here. So you weren't healthy and it was due to the fact that you went on this binge diet of, which is the wrong word, this crazy, which is also the wrong word, this Hmm, what will I call it? This 12-week shred, that's what it was. And yes, we lost weight. And that was the pure goal of it, by the way, to lose weight. There was no other goal involved, no health in mind. Not once did I question, I wonder if me eating just boiled chicken and boiled broccoli, if something else will be impacted within my body. As long as I become a smaller human, it's okay. Yeah, it's and it's scary, isn't it, to think back to how, you know, you and I were thinking and how it wasn't just that 
this was okay. It was that this was a means to celebrate. Mm-hmm. It was like, this is the best thing I've ever done. This is a huge achievement. I mean, like I remember, you know, people would ask us how we're losing weight and I would think like, oh, like that's so cool. Look at us. Mm-hmm. And like that's a real, I feel like I was so sick in my mind. I was so unwell. I was so under this influence that, you know, my main job on this planet is to be thin and to look a certain way. Uh, And, you know, if I had that ticked, everything would fall into place, right, which is a complete BS because, hello, what we look like and especially our weight is the least important factor really. Like there's so much more we can focus on. And this is what we feel so strongly and passionate about is that this obsession with our weight, this obsession with diet culture, and this obsession with celebrity, let's put it out there too, it's all consuming. It takes away from so much other more important stuff. So many ideas are not being thought. So much creativity is not being, uh, you know, done. Like so many so many things that could be of could be invented, could uh, be created and not even being started because we're so consumed by this, mm-hmm. this goal of getting thin. Yeah, and I think, I mean, yeah, just like ponder on that for a moment, right? <laughs> like we're missing out on life. We're missing like big ideas that we may have because we're so focused on something else, which is such a minor point of ourselves the least important point of ourselves is the external body. The external body is a means to experience life. Without a body, we can't walk through the forest. We can't walk on the beach. We can't see the beautiful sunrise or hug our family and friends. We need our bodies, but that is what they are. They are a vehicle for us to experience life. Uh, And we are all for, we are like, pro health like yes we want you to like be the healthiest you can be but uh that means saying goodbye to diet culture like if you want to be the healthiest version of you and feel energized and vibrant and feel strong and confident then like that's not a diet that's that's a different way of thinking it's a mindset shift so yeah, ponder on that for a moment. And now let's let's change to the dress because the other side of comments is like, how dare you say that you could ever alter Marilyn Mon's, Monroe's dress that is like history in like in the modern day? Like you could never alter it. Agreed. You don't alter Marilyn's dress. Do not. Like that is an amazing piece of history. I'm, I, we weren't suggesting that. Alex wasn't suggesting that in her post. Don't wear the dress in the first place. That that's it. Like that's that's it. Full stop. Well, and and to even know that apparently there was a replica for as soon as she arrived because the dress is too expensive to you know eat and dance or whatever they do in the Met Ball. <laughs> uh, whatever they do in there, uh, it wasn't okay to do that in Marilyn's dress because something bad could have happened to the dress. And it's like, well, why didn't you just make a replica in the first place and mm-hmm. make it to your body because your body was amazing before? Like this is the whole thing that the the messaging has taken over from the dress in fact maybe all this maybe has tarnished the dress Mm -hmm. which is a shame 
should have the dress even been worn? I don't know. What's the theme? Gilded, Gilded some- glamour. Yeah, mm. I don't. I don't know. Understand I don't it. get it. But um, I'm not. I'm not up to date with celebrity. Yeah, culture. and then I think it's just this whole idea of like you know clothes. We are not designed to fit clothes. Clothes are designed to fit us. And I think again, I can really relate to this in keeping my old clothes that were sizes too small, having them like hanging on my wall and like just as inspiration to become smaller so I could fit into it again. When I didn't fit into it, like, but it was it was like this uh, aspiration of like to lose weight, and again, I think we need to question this. Like, why do we have this aspiration? Like, why is it such a big thing for a lot of us to want to be smaller versions of ourselves to take up less space? And I think that in itself is the answer. This is a bigger problem than what, like, a, it's a bigger thing. <laughs> you know, we have always, women especially, have been told, stay in your box. You fit here. And if you don't fit, then you're out. If your opinion's too loud, you're out. If you're too much, you're out. If you smile too big, you're out. <laughs> if you laugh too much, get out. If you're too smart, get out. Got too many ideas? No, thank you. So this is what we've been told. <laughs> if, you, if you put on weight, get out. Too skinny. Get out. <laughs> oh, God. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, I'm tired thinking about it. <laughs> but I think if there's anything we can learn from this, it's to go inwards and to reflect and to know the truth that, you know, what you look like right here and right now, you're amazing. Uh, there's so much more to us and to you than the external You're not here just to look beautiful. You're here for many, many, many reasons. And you're here to also enjoy this experience. Mm -hmm. And instead of focusing all our attention on aspiring to lose weight and, you know, doing it in methods that are truly unhealthy and they're not, you know, they're not bringing more to your life, right? So this is the thing, like we're not anti-weight loss. We just care about how you do it. And, you know, the the time frame as well of course it's not healthy to lose a lot of weight in a short amount of time uh it's not healthy to lose weight by restricting your calories too much or restricting whole food groups or turning down uh social occasions and and putting off life just because you're so scared of putting weight on and you know we've been there if you're like thinking that's me like i'm offended don't be mean to me know that we've been there like I said no to that many occasions. Uh, I had so much anxiety around food. You know, go, getting asked to go for dinner was stress. Mm. And that's, I feel that's really sad. Like, you know, we, we live in a place where we're so privileged to be able to go out to dinner. We're privileged to to have the means to to live a life as we do. And instead I'm adding all this stress and anxiety and kind of ruining it by fear of putting on weight, Uh, like there's just something really dysfunctional about this this diet culture and this society that we're in, right? And it's time to question it. And if you're not all the way on board with us where we are, I would just invite you to, as Carla said, ponder a little bit more and like really think back and reflect on, on how diet culture has impacted you and your friends, your family, your, your, your daughters, your mother, your 
everyone in your life. I mean, the ramification goes on and on and on and the impact is big and it might not feel that big or negative to you. Maybe you didn't have the eating disorder. Maybe you didn't throw up your food for however many of years. Maybe you didn't go on the crazy diets. Maybe you can't relate to any of this, but you probably know someone who can and you probably wouldn't wish this upon them. Mm. I think one last thing, the comment on the post where it's like, you know, she worked really hard for this. Like, don't put her down. And, you know, this isn't us putting her down. This is us putting diet culture down and and just acknowledging that we all have a level of responsibility when we share on social media, especially those with huge clout, mm. like the Kardashians. They know that. They, they know how much clout they have. Yeah, they know because when they share something that they've created, people go and buy it. So, like, when they say something, they, oh, anyway. But, no, I think that is a good place to end. Yeah, it's not that we're criticising her. It's the fact that she's all consumed in diet culture. We're criticising the, I guess, the, her own influence. And the influence she's under. And it's like I don't even want to put her down for making money off it because, like, you know, if she wasn't making money off it, there'd be some big corporation probably run by a group of men making money off it. Like that's the thing. Like like this is our world that we live in. The change has to, the change, yeah, really I guess it is with the people who are influencing and then it's also the people who are being influenced and making the purchases because, like, it's like we have the power as individuals to help stop diet culture and that means not buying into this BS. Yeah, and knowing that we can be healthy and look great, eating a great diet and Mm. eating even pasta and pizza when you want to. Yeah, and look great (laughs) is... A mindset. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Like you can look great in all shapes and sizes. Yeah, like there's no one size. So like that is absolutely a mindset of self-acceptance, deciding what is beautiful, deciding like what is lovable. No one else gets to decide. You get to decide. And you can decide right here, right now that you are in fact amazing. And that is the truth. That is the only truth you need to worry about. Like, don't worry about the other people telling you that you need to be smaller or have a booty or <laughs> go on a shred. No, just listen to us. You are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is the you truth. Know, no, listen to you. Go inward and listen to you. Yeah, well, go in, listen to us that you are amazing yeah. and then go inward and yeah. realise the truth of that you yeah. are amazing. Oh, yeah, I am amazing. Hang on a minute. I've got everything I need. Oh, my gosh. My body. Wow. I can move. I can do life. I can hug my people. I can talk to people. I can engage. Wow. The human body. Hmm. All right. Rant over. (laughs) We'll see you next week. Well, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. 
With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamline my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. 